Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome, folks, to Paranormal Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Kat. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I really appreciate it. I have another great episode for you tonight. On episode 96, my special guest is paranormal investigator, experiencer, and host of Induced Fear Podcast, Oscar Romo. Oscar shares his many paranormal encounters with us, UFOs, terrifying sleep paralysis, paranormal equipment he uses, his collection of haunted items, and so much more. Oscar is also joined by his feline buddy, Jerry. You can hear Jerry trying to discuss his encounters in the background. Oscar just wasn't giving him a chance to talk. Hey, maybe I'll have Jerry on another episode. What do you all think? If you'd like to share your encounters on the show, I would love to have you on. You can send me an audio recording of your encounter. You can write it down for me to narrate, or we can record our conversation together whatever you feel comfortable with. And if you have questions, comments, or just want to say hello, drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd really like to hear from you. And if you enjoy the show, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment. Tell your friends, don't keep it to yourself. Tell the world about Paranormal Heart Podcast. You can tell them that new episodes are released on the second and last Sunday of each month at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me on YouTube, Podbean, KPNL Digital Network on Thursday nights, and any place you find fine podcasts. Now, on with the show. Hello, Oscar. Welcome to Paranormal Heart. Thank you for having me. When you when you messaged me, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, like I think we talked about it before the show. Yeah. Uh, we forget that we both do interviewing for people. So when you messaged me, I was like, oh, yeah, I do have stories to tell. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's sometimes funny being on the other side of the microphone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So before we start, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, is there anything specific you would like to know from the beginning? Uh, no, whatever. Uh, like, Have you been a par- are you a paranormal investigator? What part of the world are you from? You know, that kind of like that sort of thing. Yeah, well, as of right now, I am based in uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, here in the mountains, currently snowing right now as we're speaking. And it was just beautiful yesterday. It was sunny, beautiful, and warm. And today it's 20 degrees and snowing. <laughs> so it's very wild out here. Uh, originally from California, then Arizona, um, where a couple of my own experiences happened in the Arizona region. Um, then back to California, New York, and then here. Oh, and wow. once I came here, um, fell more in love with the paranormal. I was always into it all, all the time. I think we all have, you know, those moments where we get hooked on it because of unsolved mysteries yep. or anything like that. Um, and then eventually started doing some investigations and started my show. And yeah, it's now grown into interviewing people and telling stories 
that on is... the internet. <laughs> How long have you been doing the show? Um, I want to say two years now. Oh, wow. Nice. Two years back in August, I think, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And how often do you release your episodes? Oh, I am terrible at <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> at releasing them on time. Um, we try to do weekly every other week. Uh, yeah, just when the snow hits and my work gets crazy, then it kind of throws everything out of out of whack. But weekly to every other week. <laughs> yeah, I started out doing just monthly and now I'm doing it every two weeks. Well, the second and last Sunday of every month. Um, I've had some people say they want me to do weekly, but I find it's really difficult to try to get a weekly show. Oh, yeah. I don't know how people do that. I don't know how people or, or the people who do weekly plus a weekly Patreon show and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a, I don't know if you're familiar with Spaced Out Radio with host Dave Scott. He's out of uh, mm -hmm. BC and up here in Canada. And uh, he does Monday to Friday, three hours every night. Plus he works. I don't know how he does. It. And he has a, he has, he has a little guy too. So <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Dave, when do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a hard, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing. It's a labor of love. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so have you grown up having paranormal experiences or was it uh, something that uh, fascinated you later on? Well, I did have like paranormal experiences growing up, but, but mainly it was due to the fact of my godfather telling urban legends, ghost stories all the time to me and my my siblings or my cousins growing up. So we always had those storytelling aspects growing up, um, and that really got me into everything. And then once my own experiences started happening, I was like, oh, this is real. Like, something is actually happening. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's what really set me off. At first, it was um, sleep paralysis experiences. Uh, and that kind of lasted until probably just a couple of, of years ago. Uh, haven't had any recently. But yeah, those were my main paranormal experiences that kind of stayed with me growing up. Can you walk us through what it was like for your sleep paralysis? Well, if you feel first, comfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, um, pretty comfortable with it now. When it okay. first happened, I probably wouldn't have been. Um, but, yeah, I was probably eight years old. Um, me and my young? brother shared. Wow. Yeah. Me and my brother shared a room. Um, and I just remember one night. I just, I don't know if I was asleep and woke up or about to fall asleep. I just felt this heaviness kind of fill the room and when I turned over to look at what I was feeling like a presence that I was feeling uh it was just this dark mass like looking down at me and uh of course I got freaked out <laughs> I was like what's going on and the second I, I tried to move that's when I was kind of just locked and I couldn't move just paralyzed there and I tried to yell, couldn't yell. Every time I would try to yell, it was just letting out any air that I had. So then I couldn't, felt like I couldn't breathe. Um, and then I'm trying to get my brother's attention. I'm trying to move. He's just a couple feet away from me and I'm trying to get his attention. 
and then eventually I just snap out of it and I shoot up and I'm gasping for air. Uh, my brother, the heavy sleeper that he is, uh, still was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was so freaked out. I didn't even want to tell him uh, at the time. So I just kind of turned the TV on static just to have light in the room. And I just sat there in the light, scared to go back to sleep. And that was the first experience. Then it just kind of went on and on as I grew up. Every couple of years, every year, very sporadic on when it popped up again. But it was always that same thing. And the weird thing was, is that later in life, it would mainly happen before I went to sleep. Not like most, most experiences that I've heard are of people when they're asleep and then they open their eyes and they can't, they can't move. Mine was as I was about to fall asleep, I could feel a presence come into the room and it just feel heavy. And anytime I would turn and make eye contact with whatever this was, that's when the paralysis would happen. Um, so I just got to a point where I was just, when I felt that feeling, I would just stay turned over, throw the blankets over, and just not make eye contact with it. Did the entity always look the same every time you saw it? Um, what do you recall? No, it was kind of weird shaped. It wasn't, it wasn't the hat man that most people see. Mm-hmm. It was... I don't know if it was my mind trying to make out like a shape, trying to make sense of what it was. Um, But it was just kind of like, like a deformed type of like, if it was trying to be like human or look human in a way, but it was just kind of deformed. So like one shoulder really high arms long and just very tall. Uh, So like, Whatever whatever creepy kind of figure you can think of as a shadow, it probably looked like that. Wow. I can't imagine being so young seeing something like that. Yeah, I didn't know what to make of it at that time. I was just um I was just f- more afraid of the fact of like I don't know what this is. Like, is it just a nightmare or is it not? Because when you're that young you can't really figure out what's going on. Yep. Now, do you recall ever recall having strange sounds or smells or temperature shifts? Um, no, no smells or temperature shifts, but a sound would be. Um, I always describe it as the sound of silence. It's like a humming kind of noise, like a static kind of noise, mm-hmm. and it just slowly builds up. And even that noise feels heavy, mm-hmm. along with the presence in the room, and that's what it was. Uh, do you have any thoughts on why these creatures um, cause sleep paralysis? Do you think it's kind of like um, uh, just a, a way to feed off your, f- like to, to paralyze you so you don't fight back because so, they're going to be feeding off of your fear or whatever it is, that, whatever reason that they're there for? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I used to, I used to think, okay, this can't be anything, but because as you get older, you try to research things. Yeah. Um, so I found out it happens more so when you are stressed, like sleep paralysis will happen more often when you're stressed out. 
about situations. And during that time, growing up was a very stressful time in my life. So I was just like, oh, maybe that's why it's happening. And it could be, again, at the same time, that whatever this entity is, is some sort of fear eater. It feeds on that negative kind of like energy. So when you're stressed, that's like a prime target. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I also found out that some people in certain areas all differently. Um, mainly on like East Coast regions, I've noticed that more people see them as like a creepy crawly figures. So mm. spiders and things like that. Ugh. Don't like spiders. So, <laughs> so I think it's another thing of like, whatever that region kind of fears the most, like mm-hmm. it'll become what they fear. So it's very, very strange <laughs> and scary. So maybe we don't actually know what its true form is. It just takes on the form of whatever that area, like you said, fears the most. Yeah. Like some, like some Pennywise type creature. I was just <laughs> thinking of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, because I can never make it out, really. I can never really figure out what the actual shape of it was. It just would be so ambiguous and just, I guess that's what, I guess because it, if it did know my fear, it was the fear of the unknown. So if it couldn't look like something I didn't recognize. Oh, yeah. It would kind of blur itself into something that you, your mind yeah. might recognize. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean that and that's what scared me the most is like I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Kind of like in the Matrix movie when uh everything tastes like chicken because Oh yeah. Because you know, <laughs> they don't know what everything else tastes like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else in your family ever have that? Uh around the time my my sleep paralysis started, um one of my younger brothers, uh there are four of us, me being the oldest. So the third one of the bunch, uh, he started having really bad night terrors. Where While I was being like paralyzed, he was like fully awake and running out of the room and able to move like crazy. And he thought he was being crawled all over by bugs and things like that. And he would smack himself all over thinking he was being like attacked by by something and those two things kind of happened at the, around the same time and he's your younger brother yeah that must have been terrifying for both of you oh yeah for him for him especially yeah. since he's younger <laughs> yeah and then you're wondering what the what the heck's going on with my brother wow yeah because we didn't know what to do at that time he was just like screaming and smacking himself mm-hmm. while i am just like stuck in in bed. Yeah. <laughs> not able to move. Wow. Uh, Did you ever yeah. tell your parents? Um, no, I didn't. I never really told my mom. Um, my mom didn't, I like, she didn't like to hear those type of things. Like something that would scare her as well. Uh, cause I, cause I would just imagine like she was in her, in her twenties then. And I would just imagine like you have your kid coming to you, like saying like this shadow creature came in the middle of the night. Like now, now going through my twenties, it's like when you're 20, you're still a kid at that time. So you're going to be just as scared. You're like, I don't want to hear anything spooky. Yeah. Uh, But I told my cousin, I would talk to my cousin a lot about it. 
Um, uh, a couple of them also dealt with sleep, sleep paralysis. So it was easy to kind of talk about the thing we were seeing. That's Um, interesting. Yeah. And we lived in the same area at the time, Hmm. like probably just around the corner from each other. Uh, and it was all, I think around that time, it was all just a heaviness in that area. Mind you, very, very ghetto. So it was a very, um, not a very good area. <laughs> the energy is just not that good. Yeah, the energy is just not good. So I just think it was a prime spot for whatever it was in the area. It makes me wonder if the, one of the reasons why your mom didn't want to discuss it any further even a little bit is maybe she had those experiences too. And she's just like, Nope, I'm not dealing with this. Do you think that's yeah. a possibility? Well, I know she had like really weird nightmares, mm-hmm. but um, she never, cause even when I did bring it up later, uh, she never brought up the fact that she had seen something like that, but she did have nightmares of like family members coming to her and like, when she would point to them, they would snap at her fingers, like trying to eat her fingers. Oh, wow. And that was like a big, that's like one of the main things that she will forever remember in a dream. Like it's, it was so scary to her that she remembers it to this day. <laughs> but it, again, that was another thing that was happening around the same exact time. Hmm. So, uh, and have yourself or anybody in your family have abilities, uh, psychic abilities or anything? Not that, not that I can that I can think of mm-hmm. really um my family's not really into it into the paranormal that much I mean they'll watch shows yeah. on tv um every once in a while but most of the time they're like that's scary I don't know why you would do that or during the time my mom was very much of the mindset of like don't talk about that that's devil stuff yep. that's devil stuff mm-hmm. we don't talk about that um the only person that would ever talk about things like that would be my godfather. Um, and he was the one who told us all the stories. So mm. he was the only re- real person who was like, yeah, yeah, there are these things. I've had these experiences and he would share them with us. So it kind of created that that love of hearing those stories and then being able to talk about those things. Yeah, and you get you you tend to get a special bond too when you're able to talk to someone like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can hear the stories from him even if I, even if he told the same one over and over. I can just re-listen to him tell that same story. A good storyteller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So when did you start uh, investigating? Um, I would do little investigations like go to haunted areas try to capture anything um during during the time i started to do that was in arizona so there are like a lot of haunted areas in arizona because it's like the old west Mm. um so there are there's an area where like um there are these big domes it's right near like a reservation um Apparently people would do like bad, like uh, satanic sacrifices, things like that in the area. That Those were the stories that were, would go on. Um, and I think they were mainly creepy because of 
they were giant domes and that kind of holds that kind of energy like that it reverberates that kind of energy all in, in that type of building and it was just a series of them everywhere so we'd go hang out there um, do our own little investigations around where we lived because again everywhere basically where we lived was near a reservation on a reservation things like that um even to the point where i was like oh now that i can now that i know that people actually do investigations maybe i'll investigate myself with this sleep paralysis thing so i would leave a recorder in my room while i slept to see if i can catch anything mm. and things like that i remember only one time i heard somebody walking around my room when I think either I was asleep or nobody was in there. Either way, there shouldn't have been anybody else walking around inside the room. Uh, and that's really what kicked that off. And then as I went to California, helped a friend that was dealing with things in her home. Uh, we did investigations there, placed cameras. Everything got more and more like professional. And yeah, so yeah, Arizona was main, the main kickoff point to all of that. So what do you have for equipment? Um, right now, um, I used to have wireless cameras that I can set up, but those are all back with my brother and brother and co-host in California. Now I just have, um, those little cat toys that light up when mm -hmm. they get touched. Yep. I think that's a popular thing right now for people to use. Um, I have a spirit box two spirit boxes, um, dowsing rods. Um, why can't I think of the name? Uh, pen, uh, pendulum. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? What else? I have some flashlights that, you know, you can do reaction, like that react to touch and things like that. Um, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I think so. Hopefully I'm not forgetting anything. And then our cameras. Yep. Oh, EMF detector. That's ah. one. <laughs> I think that's a very popular one. Yeah, I have yep. a I have a really cool one that also it also measure measures the um the temperature. Oh that's in the area. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very it's a digital one and it, it you can see as the numbers are kind of going up or down with the EMF. You can also see the temperature right in the corner as it changes. So if anything crazy were to happen and there's also that temperature change, then it's like, oh, these two correlate. That's pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> oh, that's that's neat. I need to get one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to send you a picture of that one yeah. so you can see it. <laughs> so out of all the pieces of equipment, is there one that you find you get more um, hits off of than others? Uh, well, the EMF, when we did our our bigger investigation, which was like a whole basement area of this comic book and oddity shop mm. um i didn't even go in to ask if it was haunted or anything i just was talking to the guy and he was he said oh well you know the basement like this place is haunted and i was like what and he's like yeah if you ever wanted to like investigate here you can and i was like oh okay and you weren't even talking uh, about that he just brought it up no <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i love it when that happens uh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy happenstance. But when we were there, the the EMF was really the thing that 
that would go crazy in just certain areas. Um, and one of the areas that it went crazy on was we thought it was this metal box. So we thought, it, oh, this is some kind of electrical thing behind this uh, metal metal box. And turns out it wasn't like metal. It was made out of cardboard. Oh. It had the handprints of um, the deceased on the box. So it had their handprints. And it was their their whole art project that they had done. And that thing gave off the biggest spike in the whole place. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So that one was really crazy for us. And then also the pendulum during that time was was really going, like you can see it moving and was going crazy in that place. And then outside of it, it didn't. So those two so far. And then I've also had the cat toys go off for a little home investigation for the objects that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think so far I would say the EMF is my go-to that I use. I really like that. that is that your favorite piece of equipment? Yeah, I would say yeah. that's my favorite one because guys, it's got me the most hits, and I can. It's easy to confirm and and um, debunk things with the EMF. So yeah. that's why I like that one. Nice. Yeah, I um, I really like the idea of the the light up cat toy too. That's that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't remember where I saw that, but once I saw that, I was like, oh, I wonder if this really works. So I bought them, and. Um, they're not like an easy tap. Like you can, you can stomp on the ground next to it and it won't go off. Okay. Yep. Um, so I was like, okay, this was, this would work. Mm -hmm. So when it went off, it really kind of blew my mind the first time it went off. I was like, okay, this is cool. We were uh, the team that I'm with. We were on an investigation once and, uh, uh, we're in the basement and one of the toys, I I think it was a toy truck. I can't quite recall. Uh, it went off. But then when you opened it, there was no batteries in it. That yeah. was cool. That that was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is so cool. Yeah, those are those are great. I had that happen as a kid. Actually. Oh really? Yeah, we had a robot, like an old school robot toy. Yeah. And um, it would go off in the middle of the night, so my mom took the batteries out. Then it continued to go off in the middle of the night. That's strange. So then eventually she just threw it away. She was like, no. Yeah, I'm not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing it at all. So what decided you to start a podcast? Um, Well, I was really into paranormal podcasts at the time. Um, I was like, wow, a lot of people actually talk about this stuff. Like, this is crazy. Um, And I kept just thinking about it, thinking about it. At first it was going to be strictly a YouTube thing where they do the same thing, just tell stories on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to do it. I think when the pandemic hit, I was just like, well, there's nothing else to do right now. I'm going to do this. (laughs) This will kick me in the butt to do it. Uh, So yeah. Then I just kind of dove in, started off with me a friend and my brother um, eventually just went to me and my brother and and then interviews kind of came in a little later and yeah I really I found out I really like doing the interviews so it's mainly interviews now with a little peppered in of me and my brother telling a few cases oh that's nice yeah 
Yeah, like I mentioned, I uh, I've only listened to the one episode so far with our with our friend uh, Tommy, and um, I really really enjoyed it. So I look forward to listening to your other episodes. Yeah, we're we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> I think you're pretty. I think you're pretty good. <laughs> well, at least the first one that I saw. <laughs> yeah, no, Tommy's great. Tommy's great. He is. Uh, I was on his show, so I was like, "Yeah, you have to. We have to get you. We're gonna have to get you on now." So, if he gets any more, he'll come back on the show. I told him I'd if he came out here, I'd have him go search for Bigfoot with me. <laughs> have you been out looking for Bigfoot before? Not yet. I was going. I missed the cutoff of that expedition oh. right before winter started. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! That I've never. I've never really had an encounter with any cryptids myself. Um, I, well, I think I did with Bigfoot once, but it was just a sound in, in the woods while we're investigating on a road and um, just a loud crash that there was, if there was anybody in the woods, you would have been able to hear them walking. And then all of a sudden, just this loud crash. And we're just like, oh my, like, what the heck was that? And we had pebbles being thrown at us earlier. And we only thought later on, we put two and two together. And it's like, because oh, yeah. oh, as paranormal investigators, <laughs> you're out in, in the woods, you don't necessarily think that it's Bigfoot, you're looking for ghosts, right? At least mm -hmm. back then we did. Uh, we're a little more open minded now. And it's just like, oh, okay, I'm, we're pretty sure that's what it was. But I, I kind of like to go on an investigation. Well, kind of look. I kind of like to look for Bigfoot, but in another way, I always say that if something's big enough and strong enough to rip off my 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 head and spit down my neck, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I ever want to encounter it. But um, there are so many encounters where um, they've been very helpful and gentle with people, and mm -hmm. you know, you've had others that are not so gentle it was pretty much uh, a war um but uh, yeah do you have a favorite cryptid um i would say my favorite cryptid uh right now i think just because i feel like it doesn't get enough love is the squonk uh <laughs> i don't know if i've heard of that one okay so he's he's a, he's a, a little cryptid that it He's he's very sad all the time because he's ugly, oh. and you can only you can find him by just following his tears from him crying. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> so I, I feel like he needs the love. He needs the love. Oh, where does where is he found? Oh man, I don't remember. Uh, I want to say Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania area, I believe. I am not quite sure. I say that he needs the love and I don't remember where he's from. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew how to spell, I'm trying to Google it now, but uh, I don't even know how, uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Pennsylvanian forest. Okay. Yeah. Where it hides from view for being ashamed of its own appearances. Yeah. <laughs> to dissolve into a pool of tears if captured. Oh, my dude. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, I have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah, just I just me, me and me and my fiance always laugh. We're like, he needs the love, and she's like, he's so adorable. I just want to <laughs> love him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's my favorite. But if, it, if but if I'm gonna pick one that people mostly talk about, it'd probably be Bigfoot. Yeah, he's the most prob. It's the most probable in my my mind. Um, so yeah, I would go with with the big guy. 
I always refer to him as the king of the cryptids. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had any cryptid experiences? No, not any, not any cryptid experiences. Um, I mean, being out in Colorado, you think I would, I would see something. I'm always, I'm a, wherever we're driving a long distance. I'm always telling my fiance, just look out into the woods. If you see anything, let me know. Just look out into the woods as we're driving. <laughs> Uh, and then we go, I think there's a, there's a town, not too, well, a city, not too far away called Lakewood. And there was also, um, a dogman sighting in Lakewood, uh, not too, well, I guess now a, a while ago, probably about 2016, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they dubbed it the Lakewood Lichen, um, so Gotta give it a I catchy name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if I ever could see that, that would be crazy. Um, but any kind of cryptid, I would take any any type of cryptid. <laughs> the only other thing that I've seen would be like UFO sightings, but I haven't had that um, paranormal trifecta okay. yet. So. <laughs> uh, I, I'm my favorite are the lichens, um, especially up here in Canada. We have a uh, lugaru, which. Uh, also, the Rougarou in the States, which is pretty mm -hmm. much Dogman, you know, um, Werewolf, all the same genus, I th I, I'm i thinking. I don't know. I'm not an expert yeah. on, on it, but it just fascinates me. But at the same time, I don't want to ever encounter one. I'd rather encounter a Bigfoot, Bigfoot because uh, at least there's good encounters with that and not so much with Dogman. <laughs> no, no. There are other ones. There are other ones that are kind of like a fear eater type of thing. They're just meant to scare you. <laughs> yeah. So you've had UFO encounters? Yeah, I had them um, in Arizona, mainly. Uh, with a friend, we were driving and um, we just see this light kind of bouncing and dancing around in the sky. I was like, well, that's not a star because it's really like bouncing and twirling around the sky. Stars don't normally do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it was a, a bright idea on our end for like, let's go towards it. Like a couple of moths to a flame. <laughs> let's just go towards this light. Uh, so we started going and just driving into the desert, deeper and deeper into the desert, starting to get away from other lights. Oh. <laughs> and then collectively all in one moment as we're following this light and it's kind of guiding us into the desert we all kind of turn to each other and say, um, this doesn't feel right anymore. Uh, let's just, let's just turn around. We all kind of got scared exactly at the same time and said, Oh, we're going to call it. We're going to call it on this one. Yeah. Um, but we definitely did see this light dancing around the sky. And we all felt that fear in that moment. At first we were also like ready to go towards it. Yeah. <laughs> but that survival instinct kicked in and said, Nope, turn around. Whatever it was says, excellent, we got another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How big was the uh, light? Was like an, um, I want to say to us, it just looked like, um, you know, when you see kind of one of those bright lights that are on those uh, antennas on, to on top of a mountain. Yeah. And you just kind of see it kind of that size mm -hmm. that we could see. Uh, it didn't, it didn't get bigger. It didn't get brighter. It just kind of, it would shut off every now and then. And then like kind of 
appear somewhere else and then we'd see it move and then it shut off again and then go somewhere else and appear back in a different spot or go forward or go up or go lower. Um, because at first we thought, oh, if it's not a star, then it's probably one of those those antennas on the tower that yeah. kind of blink slowly. But the way that it was moving still, I was like, I don't think it does. I don't think a tower is going to just be whipping around in the, <laughs> in the sky. Uh, so yeah, just, I don't really know what it was. Cause I couldn't make out that if it was a craft or anything from what I saw, it was just the light there. Just like a sky. regular lake color. It, what didn't have any specific color to it. Like a yellowish hue. Yeah. To it. Um, the other one that I saw kind of was like a, a white blue kind of color. Hmm. Um, and that other one happened with me and my brother in the car. This is when I lived in California. I had just got done visiting friends in Arizona. So I was on my way back and I'm driving down this long highway. Um, it's probably 10 or 11 at night as we're driving. Um, Again, my brother is asleep next to me. <laughs> I'm seeing um, a pattern here with your brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's asleep next to me. Um, and we have now hit this stretch of road where it's completely dark. There are two lanes on my side, a giant dirt medium, median in the middle, and then two lanes going the opposite way. Um, and we're driving. There's not really any cars around us at the time. Um, and I start to just, I just see this light kind of start glowing in the sky. And as soon as it starts glowing in the sky, it starts again to move kind of just kind of going back and forth, back and forth, like just swaying back and forth. And I thought it was a helicopter, but, um, it was moving a little too fast for a helicopter. And. I started to try to wake up my brother and I'm trying to get him like, Alex, wake up, Alex, wake up. And he just, mm, and then turns over, <laughs> grunts and turns over. Uh, and as soon as I turn, like after looking at him for that second and turning back, this light now came from the sky, swooped down and was like coming straight towards my car to the point where I had to swerve to the side luckily there was no car next to me um and when i swerved that's when he woke up my brother woke up and he's like are you okay are you okay and i was like you didn't see that you didn't see this <laughs> this light coming straight for us and i turned behind behind me to see if um there were tail lights mm -hmm. there like i thought somebody was driving on the wrong side of the road um no tail lights not even that light anymore it was just pitch black hmm. behind so even if the person didn't have tail lights you would still be able to see their lights kind yep. of going off um but nothing it was just this light and i saw it come from i swoop down and just go straight towards the car wow um and that's probably the one that baffles me the most to this day because i I have tried to explain it away many times. I was like, maybe it's just a coincidence. I, I saw a helicopter and then somebody was driving the wrong way on the, on the freeway. 
him. Did it make any sound? No, I didn't hear anything. I didn't even feel like a force from something like going past. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know, you know, when you stare into a bright light and you kind of get those, those spots in your eyes, Mm -hmm. I had that. So I knew there was a light there because I had that kind of like, whenever I blinked, there was that white spot there in front of my eyes. Um, and yeah, no noise or anything. Um, just that brightness of the light and the fact that I was like freaked out at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, and, and, um, yeah, if it was a vehicle, you would, we always feel the vehicle go by, like you feel like Mm -hmm. the whoosh or whatever. Um, and you usually hear a sound or, or something, but there was nothing. It was just the light. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's another thing is like, I don't like with either one of these experiences, I don't remember seeing a craft Mm -hmm. mainly the light plays a big focus in those in those memories and i don't know how to explain it i don't know how to explain that one and i asked him as soon as he woke up and he was asking if if i was okay i was like i really wish you were awake to see that i need that i kind of need that confirmation in my life to know that i wasn't like falling asleep on the road or something yeah or anything like that you got to stop sleeping around me. <laughs> you got to be yeah. awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even when I told when we recalled this memory together, he was like, "Why are you trying to make me sound like a bad guy?" <laughs> Cuz I didn't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just lazy. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, "Yeah, you know, I just wish you were awake." Just so this so that uh, another person saw. Yeah. Cuz at least with the other one, all of us in the car saw the light. Yeah. This one was a little bit more crazy just because this light shot from the sky and just went straight for the car. Like, I'm scared to think what what would have happened if that light went straight into the car. Yeah. And if it was a helicopter, you definitely would have heard it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> Or any kind of craft that yeah. we're familiar with. Yeah. yeah how how long ago was that again? Uh, 2012-2013 probably because I had just moved back to California from Arizona which was around Mm 2012-2013 and I would periodically take trips back and forth between the two during that time so I want to say around then but it was just the middle of the desert (laughs) Any uh, military bases nearby where you saw it? Not near there. Um, I know probably an hour or maybe two hours away from that location. It was a prison. Oh. Um, So that's what made me think helicopter Mm -hmm. at first. I thought, ooh, maybe somebody probably escaped and they're looking for them. But I was like, why would the helicopter swoop down from the sky and try to crash into a car? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So I understand you have a, an interesting collection of haunted objects. Yes, yes. Can you tell um, us about those and when when it started? Well, really, it started when the when the podcast started. Um, I had somebody come on, and then they ended up messaging me probably a year after being on the show, and 
they said, hey, I have a friend who's a photographer. Um, they got this doll for a photo shoot. And ever since getting the doll, um, they've had weird things happen. The doll would turn and look at them while they were sleeping. Um, it's a music doll. It's like an old porcelain. It's a porcelain doll that plays music. And it would play the music on its own. And also they started having really bad nightmares. And I was like, okay. Because I'm, I'm pretty, I'll admit that I'm pretty cynical when it comes to if somebody says this place is haunted, this is haunted. Um, so I was like, yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen. So you can send it my way. I'll mm -hmm. just have it. I have a, I have a weird collection of oddities. So I'll just add it with my oddities that mm -hmm. I have. Um, and so we have her, she's actually on the shelf. Um, when she arrived, uh, her hand was broken. So we fixed it. I just kind of glued her back together. And every once in a while, we'll hear the music play. But um, nothing really, no nightmares or or anything like that. So I don't know if it was like, oh, they fixed my hand. Yeah. I'll behave. Yeah. Type of thing. Could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, do, you know where yeah they, was, do you know where he got the doll originally? Uh, they had got it at like a, either an antique store or a thrift store, the photographer. And the photographer has no... From when I looked up the photographer, it was mainly just normal photography. There was mm -hmm. nothing, no connection with the paranormal. Rather, only the the only thing connected was uh, this mutual friend that we both had. Mm -hmm. um, and he was just like, I don't know how to help them, so maybe you can. You can take the object. And there, it mainly mainly what made me believe their story was the fact of like. Oh yeah, you can have the doll for five hundred dollars. You know? Yeah. Uh, it was. It was just like, yeah, just take it, just take it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now she just kind of sits on the shelf. Um, another thing that we have, uh, I picked up this really weird art piece. Um, I can't. I was never able to find the artist of it, but again, this was found in a in a thrift store. Uh, it's a really creepy art. It's just this round little plaster um, art piece somebody carved into it, and it's just it kind of looks like a little devil or a or a Mothman mm -hmm. kind of carved into this piece. And immediately, my fiance she got a no good feeling from it. She was like, "I don't, I don't like that at all. I don't like it at all." And <laughs> I don't know if I was just, I'm just a jerk. I was just like, well, I'm going to get it. <laughs> uh, and I've also had friends who are, who are sensitive. As soon as they see pictures of it, they were like, Ooh, that's no good. Like, I don't get a good feeling. And I don't know if it's just the art because the art is very creepy on it. Mm -hmm. It's a very creepy art. Uh, I don't know if it's just that, but a lot of people just don't get good feelings from the, that and, piece. And you're okay with it. I'm okay. It stays in, in this room that yeah. I have for it. Um, that is actually one of the few objects to where when I did my little home investigation, um, I had that piece on the table and I was just trying to fix um, because the EMF meter shut off. So I was trying to fix it and turn it back on. 
And as I was trying to turn it back on, the cat toy next to that piece lit up. So I actually have video of me going like this, trying to look, and then looking down and going, okay, um, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, and it just all happened. Like those two things happened at the same time. Uh, and that was the only piece that really made something light up. Um, what else do we have? Um, we have another porcelain doll that's a clown, a clown porcelain doll. That one has made the EMF meter go off. He stays on this shelf of other clowns that we have. Um, You'll like clowns, <laughs> I take it? <laughs> oh, we have we have so many. We have vintage clowns. We have vintage, like, old-fashioned devil little things, a yeah. whole shelf of that. Just a bunch of weird stuff. <laughs> um, uh, but he stays on that shelf, and he doesn't really do anything. He also makes music. Is it a wind-up on... Wind up on the back or? Yeah. Yeah. Wind up on the back. And he's kind of stuffed and only has porcelain hands and feet. Mm -hmm. So it's just those pieces in his head. And sometimes you can hear the little clink of the porcelain, of the porcelain clinking together. Oh. Um, but no, nothing with that. Nothing much with that. Nothing bad. Um, we do have a couple of Ouija boards. Again, one on the shelf. I have one here also in the room. I've played them. Nothing has happened. Um, I'm not allowed to play them anymore. My fiance doesn't allow it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then we also have a piece that actually has had something happen with it. We went to an oddities and curiosities like Expo. And there was this um, Catholic, um, what is it called? The maniple? maniple? They place it over their arm. And they use it to kind of wipe the cup oh, during yeah. communion. Mm -hmm. So it's this nice ornate piece of cloth that lays over. It's, it's white. Uh, white, yeah. White, gold trimming around it, all sewn. Very beautiful. Came home. And we kind of just threw it on top of the the bedroom dresser, dresser until we can find a place for it. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do something with it. We have, an old, we have also an area where we have old religious items that we kind of have. Uh, we were going to put it with that stuff. And in the middle of the night, we had these like broken, you know, the little devil horns that you can get that click on and they will light up. Mm. They like, glow in the dark devil horns. Yep. So we have them and they're on like a little Gengar plushie that my fiance has. So she puts them on there. And at three o'clock in the morning, those broken devil horns lit up the whole room red. Oh, wow. Um, and we were like, what? That's really weird. We both like woke up and we're like, um, and I was like, oh, I guess the horns work again. And they just kind of clicked it off. And she would start having these feelings of like hearing noises in our place. And I would try to calm her and say, well, we live in a condo. There are people around us. And she's like, no, but it's like coming from like the closet or it's coming from the bedroom mainly. And then she remembered that we threw that piece in front of Gengar with the devil horns. So she kind of was piecing these things together. And periodically she would hear people talking in the bedroom when she would be out in the living room or 
anywhere else. Um, and I was just trying to calm her down because I was at, I was like out driving around. So I was like, you're fine. Everything's fine. It's not haunted. <laughs> um, and then one day I, I wake up, we wake up in the morning and she had a terrible nightmare and she just kept saying, I saw it. I saw what it is. It's that thing. And she points to the piece we got. She goes, it's that. I saw what's what's with that. And she was crying. So then I knew, like, this is something she really felt. Yep. And she was like, please don't go to work. I don't want to be alone with this thing. And at first I was just like, you're fine. It was just a nightmare. Like, don't worry about it. And she goes, no, no, you need to trust me. You're not listening to me. It's that thing I saw. I saw it. So that day I called off work and I was like, okay, I'm going to get into contact with people. I'm going to figure out a way to whatever's attached with this, kind of separate it or lock it into something. So I got in contact with a few friends. They helped me out. They were like, here, you can do this. You can do that. Um, Their main thing was get rid of it, burn it get rid of it. That was their main. And I was like, I spent $30 on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. And even she didn't want me to get rid of it. So I was like, we can lock it. We can lock it into. So I said prayers. I, while doing this prayer, I was listening to high vibrational music to mm-hmm. kind of just keep my vibrations in order. And, um, I'm saying these prayers and I'm putting it into this glass jar. There's holy water involved and I'm like putting it around the rim of the, the glass and dripping some over this thing while saying prayers. And as I'm saying that, the light, well, in this room is what I did it in. Um, the light above started to flicker a little bit. Mm-hmm. One of my headphones was like kind of pulled out of my ear. So I said, nope, put it back in. <laughs> Uh, kept going, put it around, got some twine, grabbed more holy water, kind of like put it, put it into the twine, tied it around three times and just said, you will not do anything anymore. You will be stuck in here. And that's where we have it now. And it's been locked in this jar. We have yet to open it. It's with, it's still on display Mm -hmm. with the rest of our stuff, but it's the only item that's locked in into this jar she hasn't had the nightmare she hasn't seen whatever this is again i don't know if we'll ever open it i hope not (laughs) (laughs) but that is the one the one item that was really like oh okay she's really scared of this like she is genuinely afraid to the point of tears so i was like okay whatever i can do i'm gonna make sure lock it away yeah but we still don't have to throw it away because we're cheapskates and we spent money on something. <laughs> <laughs> Is she sensitive usually? Mm, she doesn't like to think so, but I would say that she is. Yeah. I mean, main most of the things she would get feelings for, like the art piece, this piece. Mm-hmm. And when I first grabbed the doll, she didn't like the doll at first. But once I fixed the hand and... She didn't feel anything negative from it. Um, When we went on our investigation into the basement area, 
she was on the verge of like a panic attack mm-hmm. while in there. And then we learned that the the two the twins who had were deceased there were very prone to high anxiety and panic attacks. Oh wow. Um does so sound like she's oh, very sensitive. Yeah, so, so she didn't like to admit that though, because yeah. she doesn't really like it scares her. But yeah, that was one of those things that really really freaked her out. Now, did, so. she, did she describe, because you said she mentioned that she knew what it was. Did she describe what it was? No, she didn't want to really talk about it. She said it's ugly yeah. and it's evil. I know that it's, it's evil. Yep. Because something that looks like that wouldn't be good. Yeah. So that's all she would really say. Recently, she's had nightmares of like where she thinks that I'm standing and watching her. Mm-hmm sleep so i've had to go into the room and just say you need to leave whatever you are here you know you don't belong here you don't belong here at all and i've always i've always been a person to believe that you are stronger than any type of entity that is there because you have both that that spiritual energy and living energy it's it's stronger than whatever is out there so i was like as long as you are like command it you can really tell anything to go um so that's all i did and i was just like you need to go you need to leave you don't belong here i do have some stones that i have like obsidian Mm -hmm. that i'll place in areas where i feel like she has felt negativity Mm -hmm. in certain areas Um, i had a whole bunch of it but i guess i've laid it and hit it in a bunch of areas (laughs) (laughs) So even though I tell her there's nothing to worry about, I do my best to at least protect. Well, especially where you have a few haunted items and she's sensitive, obviously. Uh, you just want to make sure that it, that she's safe and you're safe. And Yeah. I mean, it could be the fact, too, we live right near. We're right next door to a cemetery. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Walking distance. Like, all we have to do is cross the street mm. and we're at the cemetery. Hmm. Um. So, I mean, we've taken strolls through there. So, I don't know. If they, if she is sensitive, they, you know, it could be like a beacon for certain yep. things. It's like, hey, we know you can sense us around here. Yep. You know? <laughs> and then there, have you ever seen the movie uh, Ghost? With yes. The, yeah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of kind of like that all of a sudden. I think it was called Ghost. Patrick Swayze, yeah. yeah, okay. I just had a brain yeah. fart for a second, uh, <laughs> and all of, you know, she was pretending she could see ghosts, and all of a sudden she could, and all these ghosts are coming to talk to her. So I find it's like that with a lot of people that are sensitive, even if they don't acknowledge it or um, or actually realize it at the time. It's just all these spirits will realize, hey, this person can sense us, so let's go, let's go see them. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, we're coming to you for help, and then she's like. But then they're like, but this guy is telling us to leave all the time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's been a bunch of a bunch of weird like stuff. I've been mainly involving her. One of my sleep paralysis, one of the last few times that I had sleep paralysis, actually involved her in a way because I was falling asleep on the couch. I had saw her walk out of the room. And then immediately turn back and walk away, walk back towards the room. As soon as I saw her, I got up saying, are you okay? Because I thought that was really weird. 
followed right behind her. She closed the door in my face. I opened it up, but she was already in bed. Oh, wow. I was like, like, oh, that was weird. Uh, I went back into the living room to watch TV um, and also scroll through my phone, do the most mindless of tasks, and was looking at my phone. Then I heard footsteps coming towards me. I thought it was her. So I put my phone down. And when I put my phone down, it was that shadow figure. And I was in sleep paralysis. And it had been a really long time. It had been a really long time before I had had sleep paralysis uh, up until that point. So I, I felt like, oh, did it use the image of her to kind of like let my guard down? So that, it could, so that I could put me in sleep paralysis like one last time or whatever. But yeah, I didn't tell her that that time. I waited a long time until I told her about that story. How did she react after you told her? Oh, she didn't like it. No, I don't imagine. <laughs> no, she got upset with me. She's like, why didn't you tell me? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, well, I didn't want to scare you. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. It was really weird for the both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think yeah, you'll be collecting any more um, haunted objects? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I'll take, I'll take anything, really. Just because just I, I am so hungry for capturing something that I can show as proof, I guess, that I'm just like, yeah, give me whatever. Give me whatever it takes. I don't know. Uh, and she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, I could just imagine. What are you doing? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would tell me because um, we both have weird, specific things that we that we personally like to collect. Mine are are things that have to do with um, like a death statue, um, angel of death, uh, Santa Muerte, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And hers are the actually actually the devil things, like the classic devil things that she likes to collect. Mm-hmm. And I remember her one time, she was like, you know, it's really weird that you're like really into death. And I was like, what are you talking about? Look at all the devil stuff that you got. (laughs) And I'm the weirdo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So our place is full of like a bunch of weird, weird stuff. And who knows, maybe other things that we've collected along the way are, are haunted. I haven't scanned or done investigations to every single thing that we have gotten. Mm Mm-hmm. Just the things that were allegedly haunted uh, to begin with. So who knows? We might have more than just the few. I know there's another one. I'm probably forgetting something around here. Yeah, there's probably another one that I'm forgetting. <laughs> uh, but I have a whole video on all the all of the objects that I that I were allegedly haunted. Was that on a YouTube I, channel? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's on the YouTube channel. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, it's pretty boring for the most part. There's a little there's a little bit that happens. I mean, with any investigation, there's a lot of boringness in between the exciting little parts that happen. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, um, it was really interesting to see uh, Tommy on your show. I can't remember if I already mentioned this, if it was before we started recording or after. Um, <laughs> that I think it was before. Uh, I was at work listening to the episode and I had this little monitor because at my work, I don't want to say where I work, um, but we have a camera on the front. So while I'm doing my evening chores in the back, I can see if there's anybody there and I can just go see them. And the monitor kind of went, 
a colored pixelation was happening. And I was like, well, this is kind of, and I actually tapped them little, little monitors, kind of like palm size, you know, it's just, well, maybe hand size. And uh, when you had mentioned that, um, when Tommy had mentioned, was it the uh, dark wi- dark witch or or a hag? Old or, hag, old yeah, hag, yeah, old hag. And you had mentioned that um, some funny things were happening with him on the on the video. And I thought, oh my god, it was the same time that this happened to the <laughs> monitor. And I and I reached out to Tommy and then messaged you, and I'm like, yeah, this this is kind of what happened. That was pretty amazing. It's, I think that's the first time I've ever listened to a podcast where something actually happened. Um, it, it was yeah. Uh, I never had anything really happen until he, I, I had spoke to him about that. Um, nothing had ever happened really like that with anybody on the show. I blame um, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tommy, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as soon as he said that, I would just it froze in that moment, and I was just like, "This is really that's really weird. It's been normal this whole time." Yeah. So when you messaged me saying that, I was like, "That's really interesting. That's a." This like synchronicity. I don't know. Like it was just crazy that those two ha- things happened at the at the same time while listening. Yeah, that was pretty pretty interesting. So, folks, if you want to listen to the show, it's t- my buddy Tommy Cullum uh, from the Let's Get Freaky podcast, and he is tell us the name of your show again. Oh, induced fear. Induced fear. I keep wanting yeah, to. I say almost had a brain fart. <laughs> I keep wanting to call it fear induced for whatever reason. I I tend to. <laughs> make it backwards but anyway so yeah uh, if you guys want to check that out check it out on uh, on his youtube channel induced fear and um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that too so before we sign off why don't you tell us where we can find your podcast every everywhere <laughs> uh yeah we're on instagram uh induced fear podcast facebook's the same thing uh tiktok induced fear um youtube just you can search induce fear or induce fear podcast. I don't know which one will pop it up. Um, what else do we have? Twitter, I think, which yep. I think I fixed, which is induce fear or fear underscore induced. It's fear you underscore how, induced. You, okay. <laughs> I was like, you see how well I, I have, I know where all of my stuff is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's also, if you go to the Instagram, there's the link tree link there and it'll take you everywhere. Okay. There we are. And we're on every pod podcast app that you can you can think of, hopefully. Nice. And when do you release your episodes? I know it's not uh It's either so- weekly or every other week. Okay. Like any yeah. specific time? It's usually in the mornings of either a Monday or if I can get it done Friday, then I'll release it on Friday. Okay. And it all depends on how how uh not lazy I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say how busy you are in real life, how, how you can edit everything. <laughs> yeah, that sounds better. That yeah. sounds better. We'll go with that one. We'll go with that. Yeah. And folks, you already know that I'll be adding all these links into the show notes, so it'll be easier to find you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it, Kat. I really oh, do. I appreciate you coming you on. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Thank you so much. Yeah, it worked out perfectly. Snow day. I was yeah. free. So. <laughs> Which is funny because here in the Ottawa Valley in Ontario, Canada, where we, it was, um, well, that, this is Celsius, not Fahrenheit, but it was eight degrees right now. Uh, and zero is freezing. So um, I have to do the little conversion here. <laughs> to, so eight degrees Celsius is 
46 degrees Fahrenheit. So um, for Ontario, Canada, that's pretty darn warm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just, it was that, I would say, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. So fairly close to what you, what you had. Okay. It was just like that yesterday. 50, warm, sunny. And then today woke up and everything was covered in snow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I follow this guy on TikTok called the Angry Beekeeper, and uh, he talks about the weather uh, according to how the bees react. And it's it's really interesting. It's not a meteorologist or anything. It just tells you, I think this weather's going to happen because the bees are doing this. And I, I learned from his um, uh, one of his videos yesterday that I guess in northern Ontario and parts of Quebec, the bears have come out of hibernation, so, the male bears. Uh, the females are still in the... Um, dens with the with the cubs but the males are out and that's super super early february yeah you know and there's not going to be much for food well unless i can catch deer or whatever but um it's just unheard of but yeah <laughs> yeah anyway so thank you so very much oscar i hope you'll come on again and, yeah anytime uh, anytime Kat. chat paranormal i really enjoyed it so thank you so much yeah and thank you again thank you again i really did have a good time i did too take care <laughs> take care Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 